if I was playing Wordle right now, I would guess, I would type in monkey and it would tell me which letters were right and which letters are in the right place. And then I would see this is a disaster. Is that true? Is that the way that works? What's happening right now, dad? What are you doing? Have you played Wordle? No, I haven't. <laughs> what the f are we doing okay. right now? <laughs> okay, hang on. What do you think Wordle is? This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. I, I feel like I'm on witness protection. Uh, I'm backlit. Uh, I'm dark. You two look great in the Zoom. I look dark and sinister. This is how I want to look. When I picture myself in the mirror, I'm like purple. Yeah. You know, I, I like have a real sinister. Oh, there it goes. What happened? You are kind of looking like a Batman villain right now. Thank you. If you want to see, if you want to see what he looks like, go check out the Miami Herald YouTube page because we've been doing preview videos every week, and you will see the ominous look of Greg Cody this week. That's Does right. this make us YouTubers? Oh God! I mean, you've been one for a while. We're like the Paul brothers. That ranks just above talkers on uh, on the spectrum. I love how you're like dismissing those two genres, dad, because like TikTokers and YouTubers are like making bank these days. I know it's unbelievable. It's sad. I really wanted no, to happy. get, I really it's wanted fine. to get you off the ground as a YouTube, as a TikToker. We, we started, we did a couple, they were big hits. And I feel like we got to get back to that. Get you doing the hip TikTok dances. Right. All right. Listen, <laughs> you just burp. You're listening to the Greg Cody show. You all know that. I don't got to tell you that. I want to tell you something. Um, Thursday, I was in uh, the Levitard show instead of Tuesday this week. And, and here's what I hear uh, during a break. I hear someone say to me, Chris is a good dancer. And this is harking back to Austin. And an unnamed person who was on that trip really told me that you were, quote, unquote, cutting a rug. <laughs> and I didn't make that up. That's like something old that I would say. She said you were cutting a rug. <laughs> In an Austin honky tonk. Wow. So she said, she said that. Thank you. That, well, it was either, it was either Hildy or Jessica. Cause they were both at the honky tonk in okay. Austin. It, this was on Monday night. This was our rap party. I guess this was after all our work was done. Okay. The flight was the next day. So rap music was playing. No, it's called like, you know, okay. when are you like, oh, I know. yeah. Okay. And, uh, but it was really fun. It was, uh, which one of them told you, I want to know who the Hildy. It was okay. Hildy. Yeah, I mean, Hildy Were was... Were you doing the boot scoot and the boogie? Yeah. There you go. I mean, Hildy was trying to get everybody to dance, and I was just one of the victims that, like, fell... That actually, like, like went out there. But uh, I, I did cut up a rug. I let loose. I was... It was fun. There was good music playing. There was a lot of people dancing. Me and Juju Gotti were out there cutting it up. Um, it was... That was a lot of fun, actually. Yes, I, I was. I, I was guilty as charged on the cutting up. Okay, what did you dance to? Do you remember the music? Um, it was like a, it was like a rock band. It was they were playing a mixture of what felt like I think original music for them, and and definitely some like just classic hits. Don't ask me to like think of one. It was uh, I can't think of one off the, like what, what one of the hits were, but it was just like it was just good rock music. Right, it wasn't like country. And, and I, know how, think uh, Austin, I know you think Austin, and you're thinking like like honky tonk, and you're thinking it's all country. No, it was more like rock, I'd say, than country. Right. Um, who was the better dancer, uh, Hildy or Jessica? Well, Hildy got out there more. Um, uh, uh, they were both good dancers. I'm not going to do this thing in badmouth anyone's dancing. Like, oh, I wouldn't. When you're at, when you're at, 
when you're in that kind of like vibe, you're just out there having fun. Like I wasn't like Hildy is saying that I'm cutting, like I'm, I was doing a lot of ridiculous things that I'm sure wasn't good dancing. So right. I just was fearless. If you're fearless with dancing, then you're a good dancer. That's the way I look yeah, at it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Hildy was, I fearless. only dance I, at, uh, I got, I got to give Hildy the, the credit in terms of like, she was the most fearless of all of us. Like she was dancing with people we didn't know. Like Hildy was just having a great time. <laughs> wow. And, uh, uh, for the audience who don't know Hildy, explain who she is in the Levitard Show universe. She's like the office manager for us. Like she is the best. She does everything from organizing our travel plans to ordering lunch for us every day to yeah. just anything we need, helping us with props for grid of death punishments. Like she, anything we need involving the show, she will do it. Right. And she also does this, which is why I went to her today. She gives me the... Um, parking voucher which saves me like 75 dollars each week when i park in the garage so segueing from you dancing and cutting up a rug i want to quiz you guys because i saw something on the internet that relates to music and this interested me um they had a list of musical acts that you would be shocked have never had a number one hit mm -hmm. i want you guys to each nominate just one band or individual who people would be shocked have never had a number one hit. And then I will tell you, I know it, but I will tell you my nominee. This is really interesting because um, like Aerosmith would have made this list, you know, before the movie Armageddon came out. I would have thought that they would have had a number one hit with some of the bangers they had, but they never did until I don't want to miss a thing. I think that was yep. their first number one hit. Correct. And so, but I don't know much about chart positions and where things rank. So this will be, this will be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm just going to just so just to play this game. I don't have any clue. I'm going to say Rush. Okay. I would be less surprised about them. Um, okay. I don't know that the Foo Fighters have ever had a number one hit, but I want to guess even more shocking, and I want to go out on a limb and, and wonder, have the Killers ever had a number one hit? I don't know, but I would be shocked. Yeah. Um, what was the Killers' big hit? They had, like, Mr. Mr. Sunshine. Mr. Brightside or? is probably their, Brightside. their biggest. Yes. Um, it wasn't their breakout single, but that, that that's probably their biggest and most well-known. Right. We have found Yeti's wheelhouse. True. I want to name drop here, and, and some of these are more in my wheelhouse than yours because I'm older. Uh, never had a number one hit, Bad Company, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Bob Dylan, ELO, Bob Dylan. Journey, Kiss, Leonard Skinner, Pearl Jam, Chili Peppers, R.E.M., Steely Dan, Sting, Super Tramp, Tom Petty. Wow. I mean, I was blown away by well, some of these names. That's never wild. the charts. Never had a number one hit. Free Fallen was, was not a number yeah, one hit? Never a number one. But let me tell you what really shocked me the most was um, Springsteen. Okay. Really? Yeah. Now That he, blows my mind. Yeah, it, it blew my mind too. Now, he wrote a number one hit for somebody else, Blinded by the Light, Yeah, for Man for Man. But he never in his own voice had a number one hit. His closest was Dancing in the Dark, uh, which spent four weeks at number two. So anyway, that one went higher than Born to Run. I am very shocked about that. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I wonder what he would say if you ask him, like, how does it feel that like one of the songs that you wrote, but not for yourself was the number one hit, but you've never got. I know. Like, I feel like that's got to kind of like Ugh. he'd probably show that 500 and some odd million dollars. They just sold his catalog for and say it feels <laughs> right. pretty damn good, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, the royalty checks feel pretty good on uh, Blinded by the Light. <laughs> I like that. Credence Clearwater Revival, that their uh, Bad Moon Rising was the first song I ever learned how to play on guitar. 
Really? It's not the song that made me want to play guitar, but that was just the first one that I could figure out. So Wow. I, I'm so, not so surprised that they never had a number one, but um but yeah, Springsteen, yeah, that is probably the more shocking out but of the But the Levitard yeah. show has had a number one hit. No, we haven't. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But you did officially chart on iTunes. Yeah, in the top one yes. Billboard top one hundred. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Billboard came out. Where where yeah. did we chart on Billboard? Seventy six, something like that. Wow. <laughs> I did say we. I think Mike said 76. 76 trombones. <laughs> See, that's Billboard is the Bible of uh, of the charts. Okay, I follow the charts. And, and some of these groups on this list didn't surprise me because they weren't uh, singles artists. They weren't used to having big hits, like Deep Purple. I know. love how you say that you follow the charts when you were in an album that was on the charts and you didn't know. <laughs> you think you think if there was anything you would have been looking for on the charts it would have been your name yeah or the thing you were involved in i do look forward to the grammys um i will say that um can we talk sports just a little bit because we're in the and we don't normally do this this is ostensibly a, a sports podcast but we hardly do it ncaa tournament march madness i am intrigued not by the tournament uh Tournament, terminate, but by the phenomenon, terminate. You know why people love this three-week orgy of college basketball every year. I don't get it. I don't get it. Honestly, yeah, I know you don't. Maybe it's because of like I went to FAU and the Owls have just never been a basketball <laughs> program. That like, <laughs> right? I just it. I mean, yeah, I'll put the games on. Sure, like tonight. I'll throw on a game or two and see if there's a good finish I can watch. Like all I'm interested in is the last couple minutes. Like th these brackets, like everyone's guessing it. No one like it's just it's such a crapshoot. Like I'm all for a good pool. Like I love a Super Bowl. Like Super Bowl boxes way better than March Madness pools in my opinion. It just doesn't do it for me. I, I mean, I, I'm good to watch the Final Four because I like games with stakes, but just as a whole, I don't get it. I used to care a lot more, but I've kind of grown out of it. Um, I, uh, you know, growing up a Tar Heel fan, I always, always had a reason to pay attention. But like even college basketball was one of the sports where I really had a hard time watching during the season unless it was my team. And of course, I was all in. Right. But you know, but the 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 tournament comes to play. The NCAA tournament comes to play, and that one I would I used to like really. I mean, there there have been a few times where I've scheduled days off of work for that for, for that opening weekend. Especially you um, followed it during the season. Yeah, you're making fun of me for my use. I'm just making fun of the way you say during. <laughs> yeah, during. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not stupid. It's <laughs> during. During. <laughs> Um, during the season, man, I used to watch every day, man, at See, Tobacco Road. You always do this. Like when, when I call you out on these things, I don't hear you saying those things very southerny. I mean, I guess that is what you are doing there, but that doesn't say like when you do the Tuesday and the Dioring, that to me isn't like, oh, sh uh, like, oh, shucks, man, like that. I don't hear that twang <laughs> there. It's really just a different affect right. that you have it's just right. i like it it's just unique um the, so uh, yeah i used to pay a lot more attention during the season but <laughs> <laughs> fantastic fantastic um, but, it's uh, fantastic that's but another I, dollar uh, but you know since i've gotten married my wife doesn't love watching sports and i'll always choose hanging out with her and watching like a movie with her than than sports Dude, because she doesn't listen to this podcast you don't have to suck up to her here you can, you can <laughs> yeah, say how seriously. you really feel yeah, I was shaking my head at that. Come on. <laughs> Get real. I know. I love my family so much. 
God, I love my family. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll always prefer to watch a nice, read a nice book alongside with, give my wife a foot massage instead of uh, instead of watching sports. I'm, I'm Yeti Blanc from the Greg Cody Show. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not, nocturnal meanderings have never followed an NCAA tournament game. Yeah. Just okay. for me. Well, yeah. so, I, I, um, start, I start paying attention during the Sweet 16, to be honest. Well, stop it. I think you're you know. faking it, too. You don't start See, paying that's attention. That's actually when I start fading out. I, I lose excitement by, by you know, the, the time uh, the first couple of weekends are gone. It, it's not, I like, I guess I would get so excited and exhausted to where I couldn't keep up the following weekend. I, Dad, I've known you my whole life. I've never seen you get excited about a college basketball game. Not one. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here's what interests me about March Madness. You better be in witness protection because this is such a bold-faced lie you're making. No, it's a psychological study. And uh, I was into psychology in, um, in college. It was almost my major, which not a lot of people know. The psychology of March Madness is that we all root for the underdog, which is not a big shock. But 90% of us go through life. We don't think of ourselves as Coach K and Dominant Duke. Okay, we think of ourselves as the St. Peter's Peacocks, you know, the the 16 seed, uh, the classic underdog. And we root for the underdog. So when you when you look at why March Madness is the phenomenon, it is it's not because of the brackets or gambling. It's because we're looking in the mirror and we are seeing ourselves in uh, UMBC, which uh, five years ago became the only number 16 seed to ever beat a number one. We root for those teams, and it's a psychological thing. And it's also the opposite is um, a, a psychological term called uh, schadenfreude, which is that we like to see the mighty fall. And the theory there is that if your elderly neighbor can't pay her rent, you feel very bad for her. But if you read that Jeff Bezos has lost a billion dollars today, you don't feel bad. Okay, he can he deserves it. He can afford it. Blah, blah, blah. blah. That's Schadenfreude. And, and that's part of why we follow March Madness. We're praying. We're rooting for the underdog. I'm going to take the Stu Yachts lane here. Like we want to see an upset in the first round, but we don't want that team to make it all the way. Like, get out of here. No one wants to see UMBC, you know, MSNBC in their uh, <laughs> in their final four. Okay, give me Duke. Never give me Give Duke. me Kentucky. Give me the good teams because even the good teams, the product is so much less than the NBA. Like if right. it's not even, if it's going to be, you know, Georgia State versus UMBC, like I, I'm I'm good right. on that. Do you guys have any um any tricks to your trade when you are filling out a bracket? Do you like have any method to your madness? We do or, we all uh, do the same thing. You're like, "All right, I got to pick a 12 to beat a 5. I got to take a yeah. Got to take a couple. Got to pick all the nines. Going to pick all the nines. Like, you know how it goes. Like, it's like no one knows what they're doing. Me, I always send UNC all the way through to win the championship. And I write Duke out in the first round every time. Duke. Just because. Just out. Yes, Duke. 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 Look, Duke is puke. Wake is fake. The team I hate is NC State. You can't go to heaven in a red canoe because God's favorite color is Carolina blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did I just hear you say you can't go to heaven in a red canoe? Zagaki. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what that means. Here's my thought on brackets. I don't fill out brackets. I have not filled one out this year. But when I look at brackets, if I'm looking at your bracket and in your final four, you have two number ones and two number twos, I hate you. The whole, <laughs> I, the whole idea of a bracket is that you need to take a chance. 
you got to have an eight seed or a nine seed who you're saddling up and riding into Cinderella heaven. What? You have to have a you, supreme underdog. You probably never win these things either. Like, that's terrible strategy. I don't. That was a wonderful I hate you from Greg. I yeah. loved that so much. Yeah, that was, that was splendid. Yeah. You got to go like three number ones and a number three. That's the way. Like, no. I don't I don't like these brackets, it's but that's the easy. obvious. That's But that's what always ends up happening. That's why it's obvious. I like to try to fit a five seed in if I can in the final four. Yeah. No, you have you have to have a low seed. Um, I mentioned the St. Peter's Peacocks. You got to ride a team like that. Disco turkeys even. You know, Sister Jean, Loyola Ramblers. You gotta you gotta saddle up a true underdog. Um I had a friend but, in college that named his penis St. Peter's Peacock. <laughs> okay. Cocking <laughs> uh, it. I don't know where to go with that. Oh, let's just sit in it. Mainly because I have no idea if you're kidding or not. I am it kidding. would be a great nickname. <laughs> should really we go would. to commercial right now? <laughs> Maybe we should. No, um, I think we should sit in it a little longer. <laughs> we should sit in St. Peter's Peacock a little longer. Whoa. Yes, let it sit, as a famous man once said to me. Now, now, we, can, now we can go to commercial. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look at you, the cool stare, the confident air, the Whittingham hair, and all because you dared to dream big. That's right. You put a Lobo's mint under your pillow and the magic ensued, Daddy-O. How can I tell? He'll tell you. The way you own the room in a way that can't be bought. You walked in like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hair strategically dipped below one eye. Your ascot was apricot. Wait, what? What? That's right. The Lobo's Mint has raised the station of many a man and elevated the elegance of women across the land. And all they had to do was put a Lobo's Mint under their pillow and dream. Note, Zoomer reports found Lobo's mints were more effective against halitosis when ingested rather than left under a pillow. Lobo's mints do not guarantee success in fantasy football or a top 10 ranking among national sports columnists. And Lobo's mints are not a drug or aphrodisiac. They'll freshen your breath, your smile, your very outlook on life. It's your first taste of a dream come true. Lobo's mints. Business can't be going well for Lobo's Mints. I don't care about that ad promotion. Like, it just, like, there's no way we've helped the business of Lobo's Mints. Wow. That's harsh. Why do you say that? Chris, I've had a few testimonials where people have been putting their Lobo's Mint under their pillow and dreaming very big. Now, That's right. the jury's still dream- out on whether or not the dreams have come true. I haven't been having dreaming. big dreams lately. Maybe I should go, maybe I should buy some Lobo Mints. Maybe you should. Make sure it's under your, your sheets and giggles wrapped yeah, that's pillow. Right. Damn right. 
But uh, dad, before, I think we should do Mount Gregmore right now. I know usually I like to bury Mount Gregmore at the back because I hate it. But <laughs> right. we have something coming down this the pike this episode that I fear is going to be worse than Mount Gregmore, which is some <laughs> word game you want to play. So I think. Yeah, I, do. I think <laughs> I'm excited. About I'm using that. my executive producer poll and I'm and I'm calling an audible and I'm calling for Mount Gregmore right now. And I'm going to put the word disaster okay. uh on the back burner so let's let's do the mount okay. Gregmore now hey yeti hit the imaging okay well hey welcome to the latest edition of mount Gregmore. i'm excited about this because i can't we don't see, do this I a lot i can't see your face to, to know whether you're excited so it's good to, it's I, good to hear i'm it. sinister <laughs> it, it's a it's an outline uh it's it's a, a black outline it's a beautiful thing uh welcome to the latest edition of mount greg moore this one the mg of the weirdest guests we have had on this podcast um you know we we just celebrated our two-year anniversary in our 100th episode so it's time for a quick traipse down memory lane god we are such a narcissistic podcast first the honorable mention oh god how many folks who narrowly missed our top five weirdest guests the dolphins fan of the year the world record hot pepper eater former dolphins publicist harvey green oh my god you're just naming all the guests like a psychic dad another guy named greg cody that that guy didn't make the top five i can't believe harvey dad i love harvey green he does not deserve to make this list (laughs) that's how good this list is (laughs) the other guy named greg cody did not make it and you know who else didn't uncle dick (laughs) that too didn't make it now number five it was raining cats and dogs in episode 41 of 2020 when we had on Dr. Zazie Todd, animal psychologist. <laughs> that was awesome. Number four. It was good setup. He whistles while he works <laughs> because whistling is his work. <laughs> it was episode four of 2021 when we welcomed in Robert Stemmons, professional whistler. It's debatable whether he actually does that for work still, but you know, at one point. Number three. If you needed a hug, you virtually got one in episode two of 2021. It was a hug and a little spooning of a non-sexual nature from Lisa Van Arsdale, professional snuggler. Number two, Greg goes back to his roots in episode 42 of 2021, back to 1440 with childhood neighbor Gary the Bag Rosenfeld. I love that one. I can't can't believe you're about to have Dave Barry at number one. (laughs) And number one. It was in episode 22 last summer. It was from a wood panel den in Tupelo, Mississippi. It was about 4.15 a.m. It was me getting my protruding navel examined by Dr. John Roberts, belly button doctor. Wow, it didn't even happen on the Greg Cody show. It, it aired on our air. Re-aired. And we aired on the side of it airing on our air. How about that? It's a second reference to an elderly navel today. That makes me feel Thank uneasy. You. I can't believe Dave Barry, who I believe you've said to people is your favorite interview in the history of this thing. Like, I know, but he, the, 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 even make honorable the bit mention. here was the bit here was not greatest guest, not favorite guest. It was weirdest guests. So Harvey Green is just weird as a person? Oh, yeah. No, he's weird as a guest because he's a media relations guy. I'm in the media. I know him very well. I had dinner with him a few nights ago with Leslie Visser and a few other people, not to drop a name. Wow. But 
that name. You know, but uh, I know Harvey because of what I do for a living. Yeah, Nobody else knows Harvey Yeah, Green. but that's a typical Greg Cody move to have like this it's very, very on par of Greg Cody to be like, you know what? I know who Harvey Green is. Let's have him on. Yeah, exactly. And it was a Boffo episode, by the way. He's got some stories to tell, half of which he won't tell. That's the problem. <laughs> no, it is the problem with him. He's an interesting dude. Um, shall we play the Wordle game? I guess. Should we pad that and, and let the people alleviate themselves from the suffering of Mount Gregmore by maybe playing a little a little show song that we've got for you? Let's do it. Let's do it to a satisfied. A shong. All right, Greg. All right, Greg. This one's just for you, taking it straight out of your era. We just recently heard a, a Beach Boys parody on the Levitard show. but uh, From Jer Bear. From Jer Bear, my friend Jeremy Taché. Now, his may have made it on air first, but I wrote mine first. Not petty at all. Here's the song, Greg Cody Tuesday, on Greg Cody Show Radio. is hot, then he talks and he's coughing again now. He forgot the show is going and he bumps into the microphone stand now. Yeah, he's got a podcast and he mentions it as much as he can now. And the show comes undone every Grand Cody Tuesday. Undone every Grand Cody Tuesday. Well, he makes Danny angry when he doesn't have a back in my day now. A back in my day. Bravissimo. Yeah, he's back. Everyone. That was fantastic. Good thank you, thank you, thank you. That's clearly inspired by Jeremy, but he's back. <laughs> <laughs> we know, Yeti, you wrote it first. That is how to do it. Now, that was great. Love Jeremy's, but this may have the edge, yeah. I have to say. Of course, I'm a little prejudicial. This is more show topical, I'd say. Like, Jeremy's was pretty standard with uh, John Moran. Yeah, exactly. Hey, there's my granddaughter. Hi, Graceland. She can't hear me. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. She doesn't have headphones on. She's capering through the room. I'm saying hi, Grace, into a shut door. <laughs> Story of my life. Grace, I love you. Will you speak at my funeral? Jesus. Too soon? I know. There are very few things on the show that get me every time, like at the rate that they do when you try to talk to Grayson when she can't hear you. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is well, doddering Greg Cody at his finest. It really is. <laughs> okay. And then like, it's right. like insulted when she can't like, oh, you can't hear me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I am insulted. Um, all right. Let's all do right. this. This word is the game. moment. This can't be a disaster. It's got to be for. great, right? This can't be a disaster. Well, you know how Wordle works, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Our version is called what? Girdle. Girdle. That's is, correct. Uh, Wordle is, is quite a visual experience. So I'm wondering how we're going to pull but this we're going to bring it to life. We're going to make it visual for you, the listener. And you know what? It's like pre pretend like you have the home game, the home version of this game. You can play along at home. Explain how okay. it works. Okay. It's six letters and you get five guesses to solve the word. Okay. Okay, Christopher, 
You go first. Okay. All right. Okay. Are we getting different words? Yes, different okay, words. Okay, so this is All six right. letters, and I get five guesses. Right. And, and I tell you whether you have it right in the exact order or have it right but not in the exact order. Okay, Christopher, go. Okay. Um, trying to think of a six-letter word with no repeating letters. I will say... It can have a repeating letter. I know it can, Dad, but if you're, you know, okay. I'm, I'm going to say monkey. Wait a minute. You're playing this game wrong. <laughs> you have to give me a letter. You but don't play you, Wordle? Have you Wordle is you guess Wordle? a word. If we're, if I was playing Wordle right now, I would guess I would type in monkey and it would tell me which letters were right and which letters are in the right place and then I would see this is a disaster. Is that true? Is that the way that works? What's happening right now, dad? What are you doing? Have you played Wordle? No, I haven't. Actually. What the f- are we doing okay. right now? <laughs> okay. Hang on. What do All you right, think Wordle is? All right, hang on. We're going to get this, this train back on the rail. All right, so you said monkey, and, and there's two letters in monkey that are in my world. All right, so now you tell me, and are they, are any of them in the same space that they are in the word monkey? Uh, no, but you have two of the correct letters. Tell me which letters. And those, e. So that's only one. So E to one letter. No, wait a minute. One letter. Yes. Jesus Christ, Dad. One. This is such a not a visual. Like, like you're, if you're gonna just, if this is only gonna be audible, you have to like make sense when you're talking. All right, give me your other one. So now Second I have one. So I know there's an E in there. Okay. Uh, you know there's an E in there. This is so. There's bad. two E's. There's two E's in there. This is, okay, you weren't you weren't supposed to tell me that. This is so bad, Dad. Like this is okay. great. This is one of those things where you always win because the audience is cracking up right now. But like, <laughs> all right, keep going. You have screwed us with this. Okay. Uh, What's your second guess? Um, I'm going to say remote. Third guess. <laughs> what letters are there? Any of those? Those like uh, other than the two E's? Are any of those letters in remote? I see. I used M O again. I shouldn't have used remote because I used monkey last time. Why would I use M O again? God, that's why I said this is dumb. Well, Dad, we should be just. We're just. Doing, Yeti, help me. You guess too, Dad. We're not doing each of us with two words. This is taking forever. This right, is. Right, I'm going to guess a letter. Uh, first, I'll take potent potables for two hundred. This isn't please. how you play Wordle. There's not letters. It's not. It's not. This isn't. We're Wheel playing of Wheel of Fortune essentially. This is not yeah. Wheel right, of Fortune. What's your third guess, Dad? I. I what do you? Guess? I want to know how you think Wordle went. Like, what did you think you were doing? Did you think this is Wheel of Fortune? I've never played it. Did you think this was Wheel of Fortune? Right, you just want to say- can, can, I'm, go- I'm going to guess a letter. Greg, can I guess F? Yeah. You just wanted to say girdle. All right, no Fs. <laughs> Fourth guess. What about a U? This is not no how U's. this game Last is played. This is- C. No Cs. What about a all K? Right. No, you all have failed. And the letter, the name you did not guess, the word you did not guess, Nelly. N e l l i e. I hate. All right, this. we're playing the second no, word. No, we're now. not. This is it. This is the last one. <laughs> this is this the is last. Terrible, one. Dad. This is really right. bad. All right, you guys can team up on this. What's your first guess? Um, Gregory has seven letters, so it's not Gregory. All right, we got to think uh, narcissism here. That's a good idea by you. Right, um, right, right, right. Um, how many letters? Dead air. Graceland. I don't six. know how many letters are in her name. Graceland. No, six letters. Oh, uh, that's actually, no, she's got seven. That's more than six letters. I won't count that as your first guess. Um, that's so bad. This is so bad. Everyone um, in your family has seven letters. Wilfred, Richard, uh, that's more than seven. Gregory. So bad. 
This is terrible. All right, I'll just give you this, all right? Because you guys don't know how to play it properly. You don't know how to play Wordle. <laughs> you thought we're supposed to be guessing letters. That's never Wordle. I told you I've never played the game. Yeah, I've never played the game. I have. You know what? We're going to play... We're going to play this in the future where oh my it's God. Uh, a proper game. You always win, uh, though, because this is funny. Because this is funny. I got a word for you. F*** you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than six letters. You're disqualified. Um, no, the answer is pirate. <laughs> I hate you. This is so dumb. P-I-R-A-T-E. Okay. Oh, thank you, Greg. Ah, yeah. Pirate radio. No yes. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> that is one of the classic right. moments in this podcast history. You trying to mock Wordle, not knowing how Wordle works. You just wanted to say girdle. <laughs> you just wanted to say girdle. You're like I thought I was it was a, a name where you guess a letter. You thought it was Wheel of Fortune. I didn't know what it was. I should have looked that up. <laughs> so you just I should have like, versed you, myself in you Wordle. You thought in your mind you're like Wordle, girdle, boom, idea thought of. Like, yeah. That's the thought. That, work? That's the amount of thought you put in it, Dad. You guess a word, you write out the full word, and it tells you which of those letters is in the uh, actual word, and if you got okay. it in the right spot. So if you if it's green, that means that mon the M in monkey is not only the f in that word, but it's the first letter. So you know the word okay. starts with M. Yeah. Okay, I'm remiss. Yeah. Uh, I did not verse myself in how to play this game properly. And the next time <laughs> we get back to Girdle. We're gonna we're gonna know how to do it. I promise you that. Okay. <laughs> I apologize, people. I, I well, you made shouldn't a good apologize because you always win. Like it, <laughs> it, it, it was funny. Like that worked as as a bit okay. because of how terrible you were. Well, I made a good faith effort. <laughs> no, you didn't. Not everything pans out. <laughs> you made life. literally zero effort. <laughs> but well, you just gave us the thing we can promote now because this was just chef's kiss. Damn it, I did it again, Yeti, with the chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's a dollar fine. Some guy called me um, out on that in uh, in in Austin. Some guy was like, you said, because I, th I think I said it on stage in Austin or something. I don't know. I was talking to some fan after and he was just like, he's like, yeah, he called you out on it. I think you did it again here. I'm like, I know. I just, it's a crutch. Yeah. I'm doing it too much at this point. What was the Austin experience like from as far as from meeting the crowd? Like this is your first remote experience since New York. Yeah. I mean, it was on par with all of those, you know, all these Moss Miami events we've done and the uh, Gramercy show in New York, like it's, it makes you feel like a rock star. It's, it's ridiculous. Like after the show, we all plot out places and there's like lines of people like wanting to just come up and say, hi, it's really cool. Dad, I actually had a really cool moment with uh, an older gentleman, a nice guy. I'm an asshole. Cause I remember I had a nice five minute conversation with him. Then I asked him his name. Cause I felt really like we connected, but I don't remember names. I talk about this on this week's cinephile with Adnan, how it's, I am terrible with names. Like people, I, like I shake someone's hand. Like even people in my in my like you know my wife's work parties and stuff. Like I see people I've known them for years. I just am terrible with names. So long story short, I I met this guy, Dad. He was very concerned about your health, very worried about your voice, especially in that last episode. I was talking to Alex Benson, Dad, and he was praising our JT Daily interview, but just saying like, thank God. He was basically praising me because of how terrible your voice was that episode. He just right. was like, yeah. thank God you were there because I ha I almost turned it off with how bad your dad's voice was. But uh, back to the compliment. The guy was basically okay. just uh, saying that, you know, he's worried about you. And it was a nice moment of like a guy seeming genuinely concerned about you and you know, okay. and he appreciate he could tell even though I always give you shit that you know I really love you. So there, it was just a nice moment right. of 
us okay. talking about you. Well, I have seen several comments on Twitter, like in the undercurrent of people like being legitimately like after last episode, people were really shocked and worried. Yeah. And uh, I was well, listening I think, to another podcast where yeah. they mentioned that too. They're like, it's almost like it, it makes me kind of sad. I'm re- so worried for Greg. They just going to keel over. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, I think, I think early in the po- in the pandemic, we had a, a string of really bad voice episodes and last one was, was really bad it was but the worst you yeah. are sounding much yeah. more improved this week yeah the, the last that, one was the worst how did that not to get too inside of your uh, you know medical stuff but i i went to that doctor's <clears> appointment <throat> with you and you were given some kind of extra boost of a medication has it have you seen a difference i i think i have yeah um uh i'm gonna mention it because it may help other people it's um a five-day regimen of pills called prednisone which is a mild steroid. And, and what it does is it loosens up your throat. Uh, if you have any vocal cord issues, it, it sort of relaxes that. I think it even goes and, down and into like your stomach area too. Like it kind of just, it, it gets rid of inflammation kind of everywhere. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So we're, we're taking care of it. I'm in the process of uh, hiring an ENT that I'm going to go see. So it's all good. I appreciate people being concerned because the last episode uh, I think for the first time ever, I know sometimes my voice is shit, but in the last episode, in my ear, I could hear how terrible it was. And I was almost embarrassed to open my mouth because I just knew how terrible it was. And and it was too bad because, um, you know, the JT interview I was very proud of. I thought it went well. Um, and I wish I could have been more a part of it. Honestly. I just love you it taking your voice, what it was last episode for you to be like, you know what? I think I hear it. I think I now get what everyone's talking about with my whole voice. Dad, I think this is about time in the episode where we wrap up because you want to do something and annoy me at my, uh, like, you know, on Sunday. We're recording this part prior to Sunday. Um, But you want to do some live. Yeah. (laughs) You want to do some live. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby. What coming at you live? (laughs) <laughs> what the hell that is? Magic City Casino, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm saying. Like, let me tell the audience. I mean, Jesus, okay, it was a weird. Ahead. That was a weird 20 seconds. Um, I know. Sorry about that. <laughs> I love going low because that's the only time I can trust my voice when I go real low like this. So on Sunday, I'll be out in my owner debut with my Sesta Cyclones. We're playing the first place Wall Warriors. We are. I think two points behind them. So it is within uh, reaching distance. And, uh, but my dad, of course, doesn't want to just let me live. He wants to have a, a phone in my face recording audio so we can, you know, give a live update from that. So you will hear, yeah, you know, I think next coming up next, we are going to go live to the Sesta Cyclones versus the Wall Warriors, Miami Magic City Casino Fronton. Let's go there live. Hi, live. Wow. That's good. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Very nice. Brought to you by Miller High Life. <laughs> it's actually they're sponsored by uh, High Life, like the the Cigar City beer. Oh yeah, I like it. That's an IPA, right? Yeah. All right, I'll be tipping back a couple of those in the suite. I tell you that. We are at Magic City Casino in Miami, Florida, home of Magic City High Life, and uh, Chris Cody is making his debut tonight as owner of the Sesta Cyclones. We're in the middle of a great match. It's fantastic. Uh, we're going to have uh, speak with some of the celebrities here tonight. Erlene Cody, 
How would you put into words how thrilled you must be that your son is an owner of a highlight team? It's, it's really, I'm speechless. It's so thrilling. Is it? It's the most amazing thing I can almost remember since he was born. Wow. How about yeah. that? Okay. Yes. Oh, listen, we got the owner here. I thought you were too busy to speak. I can't believe that I just looked over and your idea of content is interviewing mom. Damn right it is. Can you do better than her? That's the question. I mean, I'm I'm excited. It's going well. It's going well so far. How about Manny's comeback? Manny, I mean, just what an effort. What a what a moment. Honestly, the crowd got behind him. Uh, There was a go cones chant. Yes, it's cones, not clones. Yeah. The, the energy in this place, it's just, it's electric. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. And, you are, and you are really taking advantage of the Sheets and Giggles guy buying all no, this No, I appreciate that. Colin from Sheets and Giggles, who we'll talk to in a minute. But, um, hey, look, it's Mike Ryan. Mike, can you put into words how thrilled you must be? Are you going to tell people what No, not at all. How thrilled you must be that Chris Cody is an owner of a highlight team? I'm happy to get the invite when he told me that he was purchasing a, a highlight team i couldn't contain my excitement right. and uh, i think you can tell by today's crowd he's bringing the sport back no he really is single-handedly almost yeah that's what everybody here yeah. is telling me they yeah. haven't seen a crowd like this since the 80s that's right that's what they're saying you know i'm a little disappointed that joey couldn't the, the legendary joey is not here he I'm stiffed a, us but yeah i'm a little disappointed too yeah. i was led to believe that he'd be here but there are yep. plenty of luminaries here there are and there's another one roy bellamy let me let me see what he has to say thanks mike hey roy uh i'm greg cody correspondent for the greg cody show podcast hello greg you're a luminary i am um how does it feel that your co-worker and friend chris cody has risen to the level of actually owning a highlight team. Well, I, I'm proud of him. Uh, he's worked hard for this. Uh, he's put in the effort. I just need him to know that as an owner, he cannot bet on his own team. Uh, that's illegal. So he wow. needs to make sure that he avoids all all of the uh, betting sites. He yeah. can't go to DraftKings, unfortunately. Wow. But he. Uh, but I'm very proud of him. Uh, he's a... Uh, He's worked hard for it, and hopefully uh, his team wins the big one. Yeah, I hope so. He, so, in other words, he can't go down that Pete Rose path, am I right? No, he would be banned from the Hall of Fame if he did yeah. that. And you can't do that because he's on track for the Highlight Hall of Fame. I think he is. Yes, I think he is, too. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Highlight Hall of Fame, but now that you mention it, I think he's on track. I think so, too. All right, thanks, Roy. You got it. Enjoy yourself. Thank you. Remember, the beers are on me. You bet it is. Yeah, not really. They're on sheets and giggles, but that's okay. You bet it is. Thank you. That's right. We're, um, what an honored guest this is. I'm Greg Cody. <laughs> I'm Greg <laughs> Are you about to conduct through laughter a sideline yeah. interview? I'm Greg Cody from the Greg Cody Show podcast. Are you doing something that is going to appear on the podcast now? Yeah, unless you don't want it to. That's fine. Okay. No, we'd do it anyway, but you'd be angry and we'd get over it. Um, seriously, how proud you must be. It must be like a, almost like a father moment where you're watching one of your pupils, Chris Cody, uh, debut as a highlight owner. It must be like a career highlight for you almost. I would uh, equate the pride to the first time your son or daughter shits a diaper. Right. And then you get to clean it up and, yeah. um, you know. That's a good analogy. I, yeah, heartfelt. It's the, it's the closest thing that I can imagine to what I'm feeling right, right now. Just like the smell. Like it's one of these rancid, rancid baby shits. Sure. That, that you don't understand like okay. how such a little thing made such a big right. smell and, and so much messiness. It's like that. Yeah. 
I feel like this is taking a dark turn. I don't believe it's dark. I believe it's a liquidy sort of brown. Okay. That what we're talking All about. Right, we may have to edit this out. But uh, thank, what do you, mean? thank you anyway. What do you mean? No, it's fine. It's good. I was looking for heartfelt, but it's cool. It's great. You want me to come to this sad casino to watch an exhibition match yes. on the last uh, fronton court that there is anywhere in America Correct. where people are playing right. As your son comes out here with a cowboy hat and a cane. Right. My dad's cane, by the way, parenthetically. <laughs> My late father's cane. Wild Bill Cody. Go on. <laughs> and you, you want me to be filled with syrupy sentiment. Yes. Thank you. As we are in a corner of uh, Miami that um, at, at best can be described as uh, charmingly grinding. Yes, that's correct. Ladies and gentlemen, I've known Dan a long time. Never heard this kind of emotion from him. And we really appreciate it. Dan, thank you. Enjoy. The drinks are all on me. Me and Sheets and Giggles, mostly him. So we thank you very much. Thanks for being here. I want to keep being interviewed. All right. Well, what else do you got to say? I just want to talk about how moved I am. How about Deshaun Watson, huh? <laughs> you want some exclusive? Yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, whatever you got. <laughs> you know, what's bigger, Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland or Manny coming back in that second set in Highlight tonight? Put that in perspective for us. Because Manny was on fire. Was I mean, the guy loses the first set or the first match, and, and he comes he's got, back. He's got a stomachache as well. He was visibly shaken, but he comes back to win two straight. I mean, it was one of my highlights, really. It was great. I love that uh, the Cyclones, in, in my lifetime, I've watched a lot of highlights. Yeah, I know you And have. I believe that Chris Cody's team has more players on it who are spending the whole time pulling up their pants yeah. than any highlight team I've ever seen. Yeah, damn right they do. They like watch this guy Manu here. Watch every time he moves in any way, he's got to pull up his pants. Yeah, that's Manu Ginobili, the former NBA player. Christopher spares that's, no expense. That's uh, that's Manu. You don't Ginobili me. Okay. All right. Thank you very much, Valerie. What do you think? I think Dan just really wants to be interviewed more. Like I think he does. It's fantastic. I just said fantastic. But I don't know a dollar here because I'm on my own time. Thank you all. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We're, uh, we're going to wrap this up soon, but we're with the owner's wife. We're in the owner's box speaking to Christy. Um, put into words how proud you must be right now. There are no words to describe how proud I am. Yeah. But if there were. Christy alone. <laughs> but if there were words, what would you say? I can't put into words how right. I feel. No, like I understand. Hey, look, it's Jessica Smetana. Um, I know you're a huge Highlight fan. What, what emotions are you feeling right now? I'm feeling really excited. I feel like there's an energy in the air that Highlight has been revived in the city of Miami. And it feels like we're on the brink of something here, Greg. I think so. And who gets credit for all that? Obviously you, because it's your show. It's the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody. Wow. And you're the one who gave birth to Chris. Uh, well, wow. well, your wife did, I guess. But... You know, you were part of it, so I guess you get a lot of the credit. Wow, I, I didn't expect that. Thank you so much, Jess. That is what you expected. That's why you asked it me. It is entirely. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, uh, you know, we'll be back to wrap up in just a minute. Night has ended. Talking to the other end. It's a giant. The other end. The night has ended. It's a gigantic night for the Sesta Cyclones. Okay. Owner Chris Cody, how would you analyze it? I'm ex so excited. My voice is gone. The energy in this room tonight was magical. This team's going all the way. We took over first place. We're not giving it back. 
Uh, I've done so much content tonight that I'm kind of over this, so yeah. I don't really like that you have a mic in front of my face. I hear right that now. right now. But I, I'm just ecstatic. What a night! The energy in here was like genuine. I was thinking that it might be a little sad, but it was not sad it at all. It was happy. It was happy. Everyone yeah. had fun. There was a lot of high fives. My team went crazy. I just yeah. embraced with Carballo. Yep. I mean, my team came over. They were excited. We were here. We we're excited. They're here. It was a moment. We had chick a check. We had a moment. Why are you saying that? That's just a random highlight. It's a highlight for a chick check. Yeah. Well, I'm I telling had, you. I had a genuine connection with my guys, and I love these guys, and we're going yeah. all the way. And you should. Go clones. Yeah. Sessable. All right. Thank you. See you later. Do you know I, how to stop the recording? I don't, but I have one more thing to say. Hang on. Okay. We're going to wrap up, but a joyous evening. I want to say one more thing. Uh, an expression in highlight is chula. That's when a ball hits the back wall and the floor at the same time. It's almost impossible to return. So in honor of Don Shula, anytime we get a chula, henceforth, the crowd wants to stand as one to say, Don Chula! Thank you, thing. Thanks, Pod family. See you next week. Bye.